Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. I'm your host, Liam. This is our week six review and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, how are you doing, mate? After a good weekend of NFL action? Yeah, good, good. Manchester's not looking so good today. It's absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> but let's stay inside and talk about the NFL. It's always sunnier after Urban Meyer gets his uh, first dub, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially in London as well, which I'm sure we'll uh, we'll come on to talk about that game because there's been some controversy as well, which we'll uh, we'll touch on later on in the pod. Uh, plan for today, same as always. We're going to go through our picks, see how they went. Uh, we're going to talk about some surprising results slash performances. Then we're going to do some some winners and losers. Uh, first question though is, have you gotten over Sunday night football having to watch Big Ben and Gino? What a jewel that is, mate. Jewel <laughs> ages there. Nice. Thing. I think I guess it's like Geno Smith's first start for like thirteen hundred days or something or so, which is just crazy, isn't it? Last time he started, he broke the uh, Eli Manning streak, didn't he? Which is yeah. also, which is also disgraceful that they did that on the last game to Geno Smith. That is that was crazy. But uh, yeah, two uh, backup quarterbacks slinging it on Sunday Night Football. What, what can go wrong? Did you see um, Jamal Adams getting stick as well on Twitter? Oh, when it, <laughs> I've seen the twofold thing because obviously when they do the graphics introducing like your name or whatever, and then he says I'm the best in the league or something, and then it's the PFF grades. <laughs> isn't it but then like an hour later the ball's just like smacking him in the face guard in it <laughs> yeah big ben's pinged it and i thought interception game over bang straight in the face yeah not a good day for jamal adams uh good day for jets though that pick looks more and more similar to your team actually with the dolphins pick those couple of draw a uh, couple of trades sorry looking really bad aren't they for those two teams that did the trade i think yeah the dolphins one looks really bad because they could have put up the 49ers pick to the Eagles. Yeah, they chose which one they wanted, yeah. They chose their own pick, which is now looking absolutely awful. I mean, it lies third at the moment. I mean, I feel like it's definitely going to be a top eight. Oh, yeah, for sure. It should be number one. They only won the Patriots game because uh, Damon Harris fumbled on the way through to the end zone. That would have been the game winning TD. They'd, they'd be 0-6 they'd be now. So, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think they're a top six, seven pick at worst, to be honest, which is... Uh, which is lovely. good. <laughs> but let's move on and talk about some, uh, some, some lovely picks. Uh, weekend results so far with one game to go. 10-7 to me. Your faith in these three teams absolutely kills you. Texans, Lions and Broncos. Uh, on reflection, are you slightly disappointed you picked three of the worst teams in the NFL? <laughs> uh, the tech, I, I didn't think that the Colts would put it on the Texans quite that bad. But um, the fight, I see, like, whittling out the Texans in it. I actually can't remember making that Lions pick <laughs> because I got stung by them against the Bears the other week, so I thought I'm not I generally when you said it was ten seven this morning I was like, no, I picked the Lions. I actually couldn't remember. Fighting Dan Campbell's. Yeah, yeah. See. And then the Broncos, to be fair, a lot of people pick the Broncos because of the uh, John Gruden thing. But it turns out Get rid of a bad coach who's also a sexist racist, and your team plays a little bit better. And also, I think Broncos, the teams they faced, have got what one win, two wins now between them. You know, the teams they beat. So they were three and zero. They're now three and three. I just do think that early season schedule got everyone a little bit too excited, didn't it? When you look back yeah. at it now. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's move on from there. One game left tonight that we'll talk about at the end uh, to see if you can claw a game back. Uh, let's go on to some surprising performances slash results, maybe. Uh, why don't you give us your first one? We'll start on a positive note because I know uh, I know who this is, so it links well to uh, to London NFL. 
It's got to be the Jags, hasn't it? <laughs> they can't come into London. I mean, actually, do you know, overall, the game, it was better than last week's. Yeah, it was. I agree. It was a lot better than last week's. Um, Chua, both Chua and Lawrence, for the most part, played at a higher level than Matt Ryan and certainly Zach Wilson last week. So that was pleasing. There was some pretty decent wide receiver play as well. Like Waddle played pretty well, didn't he, for the Dolphins? But yeah, overall, the Jags, they've got to be positive. They've got to win. Urban Meyer, <laughs> Urban Meyer <laughs> shocked out of his mind at the end when that field goal went through. I don't think he actually knew what to do. Like he's forgot all of his college, hundreds of college wins that he's got, and then he just didn't know what to do at the end. But, I mean, it's got to be a win for Urban Meyer. Not only did the Jags win, but John Gruden just took all the spotlight away from him. Yeah, true. As well in the last week. So it feels like maybe, he, I think he, it seems to me like he's kind of ridden that uh, wave there. But, yeah, onto the game. Well, the Jags looked some some baffling decisions at times when they kind of went for it on fourth down. But overall, Lawrence was good. 25 of 41 for 319. Made some good throws. He made a really good throw to Marvin Jones for a touchdown. Yeah, he did. Really good. That was a good catch as well. The catch was even better, wasn't it? He had a great game overall, Marvin Jones. I mean, Marvin Jones and Chenault, kind of probably the first time this season, they probably combined for like 13 catches and like 160 yards on a pretty decent average. So they had a good game there. And Agnew, obviously, that they've plucked from the Lions is contributing quite well as well. So, yeah, they didn't look absolutely abysmal yesterday, did they? they... <laughs> That's a good uh, good place to start, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. I mean, they, they have been absolutely terrible so far for the exception of Lawrence and a couple of others, but yeah, I was I was happy to see that field goal go through actually yesterday, even though, you know, I've got no dog in the race. I don't know, something inside of me was actually a little bit buzzing when it went through. So it was a nice moment for the for the game to have. I also thought that play call, by the way, the good. Dolphins called timeout and that play call on fourth and eight when everyone was expecting a heave, and even I was, I was expecting, well, they're going to probably just heave this or kneel down and we'll go to overtime which is quite fun for London but no it's a nice slant there from Trevor Got it yeah it's a good play call just enough time was it what one second on the clock left yeah one second on the clock got the time out they obviously must have told the ref that this was coming as yeah. well I think that's pre-warning that we're taking a time out here but no it was great, good great coaching he's not just a good uh, good lad on the pull he's a uh, good play yeah, call as yeah. Well. <laughs> but yeah it was actually a uh, it was a nice moment, especially with the fact that um, uh, that the fan. I know there's a lot of Dolphins fans, but I do still get the impression just because when they brought them over, a lot of young kids went, and uh, at the start of NFL London, the, the crowds weren't as sold out as they are now. I do get the impression from back in the early days, there's a lot of Jags fans that are in the UK that go to these games because there was a hell of a roar when uh, when uh, the field goal went in. And I also think if you're a neutral, so you're not a Dolphins fan or a Jags fan, and you're going to London, it seems like everyone always seems to cheer on with the Jags. I know I did when I went to watch Jags-Ravens. You just seem to like lean towards them, don't you? Because they're the kind of home team. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's you do lean towards it. And I think it also helps that historically, obviously, that apart from a couple of seasons that they've had, they're not great, are they? So it's kind of like no. plucky underdogs. I think they've played a full home slate now in London. I think they've played eight games, haven't they? And they've gone 500, four and four. 
That's what I was just about to say. They're a better team in London than they are in Jacksonville, which uh, maybe there might be a sign for the future, potentially there. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, good game. It, I agree with you. It was better than last week. Next year, they're set to move back to Wembley, aren't they? Uh, if you listen to the rumours. So uh, any Jags fans in, in the UK will get to watch their team hopefully win again next year. We shall see. Uh, my positive then was a another uh, young QB. I went with the Bengals and Joey Burrow. Uh, 271 yards, three TDs in their win over the Lions. Uh, let's not get mistaken, Jared Goff was pretty bad. This was a very Goff game. Uh, I know at the start of the season, we were both, probably me more than you, I think, maybe, praising him just for being able to run the offense. And when they're down big, they kind of get into two-minute drills. They know the plays. They don't make basic mistakes. And they were kind of keeping in games when they were pretty bad. Uh, but this was a very much a Jared Goff-Rams game where he's played well for a couple of weeks and then he has an absolute stinker because I think he was terrible. Uh, Burrow was a much, much better QB. Chase played well again, mate. I know you mentioned that earlier. What were your thoughts on, on that one? Because uh, nearly 100 yards again. And he nearly had another long bomb touchdown. I think he got dragged down at the 10-yard line after like a 40-yard pass in the air. Yeah, he did. He's looking dangerous, isn't he? I know the commentators on that game yesterday were saying that actually he could be is that the best deep threat connection in the whole of football already? It's interesting, isn't it? Obviously, it was at LSU when they won the national championship, but to have that translated already and it be working is, is quite interesting because obviously you've got Rodgers and Devontae Adams, but this seems like an automatic connection that people are not stopping at the moment, are they? No, I think in terms of statistics, in the last five minutes of halves and the last two minutes of halves, they've got the best statistics of any wide receiver QB duo. And when you're, when you're coming down to the last couple of minutes, a lot of that is hurry-up offence, isn't it? It's built on connection and, and knowing each other and knowing the play calls because you're not really scheming much up for the last couple of minutes. Uh, and their stats are just absolutely incredible. I think Jamar Chase has got something like 180 yards in the last two minutes of halves, which is which is absolutely nuts. I think he's on... I read yesterday, if he carried on at this pace, he's slightly ahead of uh, Jefferson from last year, so he would beat the record again uh, or be just behind the record maybe. Uh, by 10 yards or something. So he's really up there. So I think he's had a hell of a season. He's probably favourite for uh, probably rookie of the year, would you say, as of right now? Yeah, as because of right the QBs. Now, definitely. I think we're waiting for a quarterback to kind of step up. I don't think it helps, obviously, Trevor Lawrence that he's not going to win many games. No. So he won yesterday, obviously. So Herbert last season, what did they win? Did they managed to win six, six or seven? They won seven, yeah. Yeah, I think, seven games. I, I think Mac Jones could get to seven, but that's only one right now. Yeah, that's. I know he's quite high in the betting, isn't he, Mac Jones? But he doesn't feel like the offensive player of the year. Do you know what I mean? The, like the offensive rookie player of the year, Mac Jones, at the moment. So I don't know whether it's because he's a little bit quieter on the Patriots or whatnot. But yeah, it's got to be Chase for me at the moment. Yeah, and that leaves the Bengals after that win, uh, sitting four and two in the AFC North, second in the division. And they play the Ravens next week, and whoever wins that will be top of the division. So, hell of a start to the season. I do think their schedule's been relatively easy. You have to think about that. But how many years have we said that about teams like the Bengals, where they've had an easy start and they've not won the games? We said the same with the Jags. They had a relatively good start the first couple of weeks, and they were, what, one and three? Or, no, seriously, zero and three after three weeks. So, at no. least the Bengals have uh, gone out and done their job. But uh, I don't think this game was very good for the Lions. Come out with Coach Campbell saying that he needs more from Jared Goff, and now there's rumours that he could be benched. Uh, I don't know who the backup is off the top of my head. but uh, Is it Davies Lau still? It might be, yeah. It might be. Any chance you reckon he gets dropped, or you reckon that's just Campbell trying to get his guy motivated? Ooh, I don't know, mate, if you're saying it, because now, surely, though, 
if he's going to be coming out and saying that they've got to have an eye on that first pick next year and kind of reloading with a new QB again, do you not think? Yeah, I would think, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I not sure who that guy would actually be <laughs> at this moment, do you know what I mean? But it's yeah, I Malik mean, Willis, they, they liberty lost at the weekend and it wasn't amazing, so... I think there's a chance this could be a year where someone uh, does well at the end of the season or maybe in the playoffs and and kind of wins that number one spot. But we'll see. At the moment, they're 0-6, aren't they? So they're scheduled for the one for the first pick. Uh, hopefully, they do win a game. I know I know we're not as great as fan for these died, but I wouldn't mind seeing that team and that coach actually win a game because I think otherwise it could be a tough, tough year for them if they get 0-17. Obviously, first team ever to do that. That, that would be hard for Lions fans. I think the Lions will win, but there's a game that worries me coming up on Halloween in two weeks. Lions, Eagles, indeed. Like, <laughs> that kind of feels like a please don't <laughs> Dan Campbell I've, versus... I've penciled that in for an Eagles win, so it needs to be uh, upheld. <laughs> Dan Campbell versus Patrick, rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on to some uh, a negative then performance. Uh, which team stood out for you in this way? Um, you already touched on it a few minutes ago, but I'm going to have to go the Broncos because now at 500 in that division. So I've been looking at like the, the AFC playoff standings. It's, it's hard to tell anything after six games, but with the Chiefs and Browns, both sitting at 500, you'd expect those teams to make the playoffs. So games yeah. like yesterday for the Broncos, you've got to you've got to have that game against, against a divisional rival. It's like I know people think it's early to look at the playoffs, but these are the early season games. Is kind of how the season sets out, doesn't it? And Bridgewater yesterday, a lot of yards, but three touchdowns, three interceptions, and a couple of them were back-breaking as well that when they happened and yeah I just think that the the defense as well was obviously we touted it or we weren't the only ones touting the Broncos defense up and yeah they got torched a little yesterday didn't they yeah and they're not like, no disrespect to the Bengals but they're not a Bengals team either that are quite young with a younger coach that just needs to go 500 they're a, an older veteran team that have gone all in obviously they got fuller in the summer didn't they uh, they got loads of wide receivers. They, I know they didn't get a great QB, but they went for a veteran QB to come in and make a difference. So they're the sort of team that, regardless of people saying this early, they are looking to make the playoffs, aren't they? That is their their goal for the season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you've got to have games, like you said, like last weekend. They gave up, what was it, 426 total yards yesterday. Eight yards of play, which is a hell of a lot. Uh, relatively okay on third down, but... Um, their first and second down efficiency wasn't great. So their defence just not quite holding up. But also when the offence is playing like that at times and, and you're getting, I can't have any interceptions. Was it? was it three or four? Yeah, three interceptions and one fumble lost. That's just going to kill your defence anyway, isn't it, if you're an offence. So you can't put them in bad positions like that. And it seems like the Broncos have done that the last three weeks, to be honest. Yeah, it has. And I mean, so if they got the wins against, it was the Jets, Giants, or was it? Who was the other one they beat? Is it the Jags? It might be the Jags. Let's have a look. Was it? Yeah, Jets, Giants and Jags. Yeah, so that's not looking great now, is it? For a team that, like you said, really is all in to kind of make the playoffs. So they've got the yeah. Browns coming up Thursday night. That is a huge game. Both teams out of 500. That is. I'm not just saying this as a Chiefs fan either, but you have to take your opportunities. You've got the Chiefs sat there 
with a losing record for what three of the is it three or two of the six weeks and even though you've had an easy schedule you've got to look at the Raiders game and say look we've got the Chiefs behind us even if we don't win the division let's just try and stay ahead of them so we play them and see if we can make something happen you know yeah exactly uh, that's the kind this is the kind of game it was really uh, people might not realize this is a huge game yesterday for both of those franchises so yeah, and it was nice to see the Raiders win. Uh, I can't remember, so it's my fault, the uh, interim coach's name. He's the special teams coordinator. Uh, but the players seemed like they absolutely loved him because they were going up to him, hugging him. He was very emotional after the games. I think his dad was an ex-head coach in the league many years ago, or his granddad was. Um, so, yeah, it was nice to see the players kind of rejoice around him. Derek Carr looked very good again, which was good to see. Uh, obviously, Waller, good connection there. Uh, and Ruggs with another long bomb TD. And I know we we were hoping Ruggs would be better this year, and he is looking a little bit better, I think. Yeah, he is. It was pleasing. I was really hoping that he would kind of step into his own. Maybe even more now, um, Gruden's going to try and get him some more more touches because he's pretty dynamic. He's not just for a kind of long bomb. Kind of yeah. Cool. Uh, let's move on then to uh, to my negative. I'm going to stick in the same division. Uh, I chose the Chargers for this one just because I think overall to the season, it doesn't mean matter much. We both picked the Ravens, so I wasn't actually shocked at who won the game, but I was kind of more shocked in the way that they won the game uh, with the final score and kind of the way they played. And I know I've spoken about the Chargers regression. Uh, They are the worst, I think, or second worst, or they were the worst rushing defense in the NFL before yesterday. So I kind of knew this game would be very difficult for them. Uh, but some of their passing weren't great. Their play calling wasn't great. Uh, their defense, when they blitzed, didn't really make sense. They were blitzing a lot on second down and dropping coverage on third down, and then Lamar has been able to scramble quite a lot. So uh, it was just a bit of a weird game, a weird game for me. In terms of the rushing success, it was 187 yards for the Ravens, and the Chargers only rushed for 26 total yards in the end. I know a lot of that is because they were down big pretty early because of that run defense and, and a couple of mistakes on offense, but... Yeah, I think overall it was a, a tough day, tough day for the Chargers. And anyone who looks at analytics has said all season that their third and fourth down rate, like against the Chiefs, against the Browns, they're like 80% on third and fourth down, which is not really sustainable. Uh, yesterday, they were third for 12 on third down and one and four on fourth down. So they really did see that regression. And I just Mate, think it was just one a, of those fourth downs was a abysmal decision as well. It's kind of early on, like fourth and one for their own like twenty yard line, and they didn't. Yeah, yeah it was in the end of the end end of the first half. I think that was, and then Andrew scores a TD. So you you you're already down. I think at fourteen at least, maybe seventeen, uh, and then you just make it twenty four, don't you? Because you uh, give the Ravens an incredible field position. So yeah, it's tough. I love Brandon Staley and I like his aggressiveness, but uh, yeah, it didn't quite make sense. Some of the play calling is weird as well because they're going for it on like fourth and one their kind of play action pass which is fine but then they're just throwing it one yard past the line of scrimmage like like a jump ball and you're kind of thinking like okay if you're faking the run there why are you kind of only throwing one yard below the line of scrimmage you're just giving the defender a chance to get set there Uh, I don't think anyone was buying that they were going to run the ball either with how bad their rushing attack was that day so I think they should have mixed up their play call because they were going to Williams over and over again on third down and it just was not working so yeah it was a bad day for the Chargers but a great day for the Ravens, I know Lamar only had less than 200 yards passing, but overall, I thought they looked really good, especially on defense. Yeah, especially that run attack with the averages of Freeman, Jackson, and Murray. That was it's hard to to stop that if they're averaging like six yards a run between those. Le'Veon Bell got in the end zone. He didn't get many yards yesterday, but I was 
I was watching this game on my laptop because I had Red Zone on the TV and I was like, oh, number 17 for the Ravens has just got <laughs> touchdown. I was like, who the hell is number 17? And he's like, oh, Le'Veon Bell. I was like, my God. That's rolling back the year. If you look at the stat line, three players that scored a TD for the Ravens, Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell. You were thinking this would be like an all like a, a Pro Bowl game from five years ago, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, they, they did pretty well. Mark Andrews was good as well. Five five receptions for 68 yards. So uh, good win for the Ravens. Uh, top of the, well, depending on the Bills, top of the uh, division and then potentially top of the AFC after tonight. So uh, a good week for them. Uh, let's move on to some uh, some winners and losers then. Why don't you give us your first uh, winner of the week? Right, I'm going to do this one now. I'm going to show you how much of a big person that I am. And I'm going to go for Trayvon Diggs. Dallas <laughs> Cowboys, who got his, what was it, seventh? It was it, yeah, sixth straight game. Seven seventh, seventh overall. And it was a pick six as well at a very opportune time. I know the Patriots kind of fired straight back, but yeah, great time for him. Overall, I mean... I actually can't believe he's got seven interceptions, to be honest. I didn't <laughs> like him out because I obviously played for Alabama, so I've watched him like pretty much every college game he's ever played. I didn't expect him to be this good. Just annoys me that he's like getting all these interceptions for the Cowboys. But it's, <laughs> yeah, they were good again yesterday. It was a it was more of a shootout than I was expecting. I didn't expect if the Cowboys were going to score thirty five. I certainly didn't expect the Patriots to be taking them to overtime. To get it there, but it was this was a really fun game. Actually, it's probably the best game of the weekend. Yeah, Mac Jones is actually really good. I think if they they've got the Jets next week, if they can win and go three and four, that's when you can start seeing the rookie of the year charge for Mac Jones. Because yesterday I thought he was very good. Fifteen for twenty-one, two hundred twenty-nine yards, uh, two TDs, one interception, which was obviously the big one they are talking about. Uh, but also he got hammered by Gregory twice, absolutely annihilated. And he kept getting back up, kept making plays. Uh, I was just quite impressed. I'm not quite impressed with their coaching, to be honest, as a team, which worries me if I was a Patriots fan, because that's what they've been made on for all these years. But I think the rookie QB, I think he looks pretty good in a team that hasn't got a lot of weapons still. Yeah, it's true. It's funny you should mention Randy Gregory, because he's actually been sneaky good this season. Also, Van Der Esch, who was written off last year, has played much better this season. All to my annoyance, of course, but I mean, you can't ignore the Cowboys now, can you? No, you can't top of the... I think they've got a three-game lead in the division. One of the five, best teams. That, 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 for me now, five and one, It's I, that's over that. They would, the Cowboys would actually have to have a, a disastrous run rather than one of the other teams making a miracle run because I just don't see either of the other three teams. No, I would agree. I think mean, they got that sewn up. Whether they have enough to go for a one seed, I think that might be a different question. Because uh, I still think their defence, it's looked better because of two players, but I still think overall... The defense is not quite what you want it to be to, to try and win a one seed, but they, they got a good offense, so you never know. I think Dak left the game with a calf injury as well, but they've got a bye a bye week next week, so hopefully that rest can uh, can help him heal up because uh, they definitely need him. He's playing one of the best, I think, in the, in the NFL right now, probably top three in MVP rankings at the moment. He's just playing so so well. And C.D. Lamb yesterday, oh, he was incredible. He's like a running back when he gets the ball in his hand. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Much to your annoyance. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what can you do about it? There's nothing. I just have to hope that when it gets to the playoffs, they just get beat and <laughs> just begging. <laughs> I, can't be and, doing, I can't be doing with printing 
Cowboys Super Bowl, Lord, is that would actually destroy me. <laughs> and uh, next year, you've, you've got a good draft, so you need to hope the Cowboys no Super Bowl win, and then the Eagles have a good off season. I think that's your only way to your only way for success. Yeah, absolutely. So my winners, you're probably going to see a, a little bit of a theme uh, on the position group for a couple of them, but I'll go with this one first. I've gone with Aaron Rodgers who led the Packers to a big win against their rival Bears. But the reason I wanted to put him in as well is because as he's scoring TDs and he's in the field, he's screaming <laughs> that he destroys. He's screaming to Bears fans that I destroy you. He's screaming like, you can't wait till I get out of here. Uh, and basically, I think he said afterwards that a woman was giving him the double birds uh, and screaming at him after he scored. So he just lost it and started screaming. That he absolutely demolishes and destroys them and all this stuff. And I just thought it was really fun to watch Aaron Rodgers lose like that to the Bears fans. And then I found out his record is like 58 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in history against the Bears. So uh, he does really, really destroy the Bears. And this was no different. So I just kind of wanted to highlight that. I thought the Packers are going under the radar now as well, a little bit. I think they're not as good as they were last year. Their schedule's been a bit easy, but I still think they're a top four team in the NFC uh, and people seem to be neglecting them as as that I think so I think they played well but I wanted to mention Rodgers specifically because he absolutely annihilated the fans which I thought was quite funny <laughs> yeah I'd agree with you on the, the Packers actually kind of going under the radar I mean at the minute they sit the fourth seed but if you look at the kind of the NFC standings there's five teams with you know good winning records and then after that there's there's, there's not a lot happening so I th- for me, I still think the Packers are a sneaky team for the first uh, for the first week by as well. Yeah, I would agree that they their schedule's not the hardest either, so they've got a chance at it. Uh, and I think people just took that week one loss, which was absolutely terrible. I think they just took it too much to heart. Whereas we saw last year, after like four weeks, they had a similar game, didn't they, versus the Bucks, and they got demolished. Then they won like nine straight after that, so they do have these games in them. Um, so I just think this was pretty impressive. And Rogers didn't really have to do it in the air either. It was kind of on the ground that they did it. I know his TD that he scored was obviously a uh, a rushing TD, but they had uh, 154 rushing yards to 169 passing. So it was the defence and the rushing really that got the game going. And then Rogers and Adams just had to make it work on third down, which they do time and time again. Yeah, they've got an absolute, just having a look now, they've got an incredible schedule coming up. Uh, in terms of like watchable games, so they've got Washington coming up this week, but then after that, caught at, the, at Arizona Thursday night, and then at the Chiefs the week later. That is a great slate of games where you might find out whether the Cowboys have got a chance for that first round bye in three weeks' time. I could already tell you now, whatever the spread is, I'm picking the Packers in Arizona. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> you guys, best. Oh, yeah, especially with Cliff back. They played better yesterday when he wasn't coaching them. So when he gets back, I'm going to be on the Aaron Rodgers train, I think, for that week. But we'll see. Yeah, good week for uh, for Rodgers. Nice to see the team back. Uh, and I think they're starting to get their players back. I know Elton Jenkins, their tackle, was back yesterday. So hopefully their injury troubles get a bit better as well because they've struggled to start the season with some, uh, with some bad injuries. Uh, let's move on to your next winner then. Who have you got? I'm going to go for my old... Eagles franchise QB. <laughs> Carson Wentz, I think, has, deserves a mention. I mean, they played really well last week, didn't he, in a loss to the Ravens last Monday yeah, yeah. night. He played well. He played good. His stats aren't great this week, and it is only the Texans, but kind of, he's not vindicated fully the trade that the Colts did, but 
they kind of I feel like they're a bit more back in the race now. Especially if the Bills beat the Titans tonight, this kind of Titans would sit at five hundred, the Colts at two and four. But they, I feel like there's a bit more juice kind of back in the Colts now, and maybe after a couple of wins and decent performances from Wentz, they might be kind of feeling it a little bit more. But yesterday, I mean, I, I've given the win out to Carson Wentz, but yesterday Jonathan Taylor was awesome. He was good. That I think it was the longest run this season, wasn't it? His touchdown run it was like eighty something yards. So. Yeah, the Colts, Colts overall looking better the last three weeks. I think there could now be a race in the AFC South, which is nice. It's going to be an important four weeks for them. They got uh, Monday night football. No, sorry, Sunday night football next week against the 49ers away, which is tough. Then they're going to have the Titans at home, which is a game they got to have. Uh, and then they're going to have Jets and Jags. So if you can beat the Titans and then obviously Jets and Jags go for, even if you lose to the 49ers, you get three wins out of the next four. You're in a hell of a position, but if you lose to the 49ers and lose to the Titans, you're in the same position again where you have to beat the Jags and Jets just to be two games under 500, which is just not where you want to be midway through the season. Yeah, that's, that is a huge, huge uh, spell there, isn't it? Colts Titans, I mean, that's a massive game because obviously that's the second game of them already. Yeah. Played yeah, this no. season, didn't they? So that's early, isn't it, to wrap that kind of rivalry up there? And it's Halloween, and it's the AFC South, so you know it's going to get weird and random just with that di- with that division. Um, but yeah, it's a hell of a win for the Colts. I'm glad they didn't just win by like three or whatever, not just because of the, the predictions, but uh, I'm glad they actually showed a bit of dominance for once. Uh, so to give a bit of boost. Their defense was good as well, but obviously it is just the Texans. And uh, David Cully is looking a little bit lost, I think, on the sideline, unfortunately for him. Uh, my next winner of the week, then, I've gone for another QB. I've gone for Kyler Murray. Uh, probably the... It wouldn't be my MVP. I'd probably go Lamar right now. But uh, <laughs> you, I don't think you'd have him in your top 100. <laughs> no, I'd have him in my top 100. I like <laughs> Kyler. I like Kyler. I just don't like Cliff. I'm not a Cliff guy. But they won 37-14 without Cliff yesterday. Uh, I know the Browns were banged up, but the Cardinals didn't have Chandler Jones. The Cardinals didn't have their head coach. Didn't have their special teams coordinator. Um, Browns were missing, obviously, Chubb, both tackles, etc. So every both teams were all over the place uh, in terms of injuries, but they looked really good. 37-14, the defence looks better to me. I think that's a unit, especially against the run. They've been a bit disappointing this season, but they were so physical yesterday. Uh, they only held the Browns partly because of game script, I guess, with the, uh, the fact they were behind so much. They only held them to 73 rushing yards, which is very, very good. Uh, and then they ran 144 yards themselves. They managed to run all over them. Both teams averaging similar yards for play and stuff. But uh, third down, Cardinals 8 for 15. Browns were 3 for 10, which is pretty bad. Uh, and the Browns allowed five sacks from this uh, Cardinals defensive line. So, yeah, Kyler Murray was good. Made things happen on offense. The defense did their job. And it was a hell of a win. I was surprised to be honest. I did think the, uh, the Browns were going to win this one, uh, even with Chubb missing. But I guess the tackles made a big difference and the Cardinals took advantage. Yeah, this is one of those games where you look at the end of the season and you look at teams' resumes and you see that the Cardinals went into Cleveland and won 37-14 without then having the context of all the injuries and just so many people missing from this game, wasn't there? Overall, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury calling the plays from his sofa at home, just to (laughs) annoy you. (laughs) But, But yeah, I mean, what can you say about the Cardinals marching on? 6-0 6-0 and now, aren't they? So it's, I feel like they're keeping their head above the water at the top of the NFC at the moment. It's schedule is going to 
stiffen up though, isn't it? And then we're going to really find out. I mean, we keep saying this every week, but they've got a nice game this week. It's the Texans that feels almost automatic when they got then they've got the Packers and 49ers again. So it's yeah. Overall, I like the Cardinals. It's going to be tough to win that division against the Rams, isn't it? But you've got to hope yeah. the Rams have a few clunkers because I just don't know how long the Cardinals can keep it going. Now you, you, you'd imagine the Cardinals overall will get three or four losses, wouldn't you? But uh, yeah, you'd think you'd think so. Or well, I think so anyway, because I predict it every week. So <laughs> I'd be in trouble otherwise. But yeah, well they're seven and zero next week. There's no way they lose to the Texans. Um, that's the playoffs already. They're done for me. There's no way you'd be seven and zero unless Kyler got injured. You, you wouldn't be in the playoffs, and they haven't been in the playoffs for a while. So uh, that's still a successful season. But yeah, you are right because they finished. Well, they last in the division last year. Yeah, they were. Their schedule was just absolutely terrible because obviously in the toughest division. But then they get Packers as well, like you said. They get the Bears, which is not going to be the most easy game. They got their own divisional games, and they got the Colts and Cowboys as well. So they haven't got. The hardest schedule, but it's definitely not easy. I know they played a lot of the hard teams already, but uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you that three or four losses you'd think is about right. And then you've got to hope the Rams lose four or five, haven't you? That's the, the way to do it. Yeah, exactly. They probably need to. Have they played the Rams yet? Yeah, they beat them. They need to. They probably need to not lose to the Rams. You'd think in the second matchup, and then they could probably have the division sewn up there. Because obviously, if you have the tiebreaker on your opponent, that's an extra game lead, basically, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll just probably they'll 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 want to win next week. Make sure they beat the Rams later in the season and, and see where they fall. But um, yeah, they were very impressive, and uh, I think Josh Allen is actually the betting favourite for MVP, and Kyler Murray's second at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting battle there. Uh, who's your next winner of the week? So my third and final winner is I'm going to go overall for the Vikings. So. Oh, you you texted me, didn't you? Just saying <laughs> that the Vikings find ridiculous ways to not win football games, and obviously the block punt that the Panthers got for a TD kind of got them back in it. I mean, this game overall, through two and a half, three quarters, was not great, was it? D- right. Donald was awful yesterday. Apart from then, the last drive in the fourth quarter to get them to overtime. He made some absolutely incredible throws. The one from fourth and and something from his own goal line to Ian Thomas, that was some throw that. But overall, the Vikings managed to not Viking it up because obviously they missed the field goal, didn't they, to to win the game at the end of regulation. Somehow they've, they've had the craziest, I feel like... The Vikings, the Saints have had absolutely mental games this season. <laughs> Vikings have had four of their six games end in the last second field goal, miss yeah. or loss, and they've made it now to back to five hundred, and they sit in the sit in the seventh position at the moment. And if you look below them, what's kind of just behind them in their in the NFC playoff race: the Bears, the Panthers, the Forty Niners, Falcons, Washington Eagles. You've got to say now that that's a good chance now that they've made it back to 500 from one and three to be able to kind of push on now. Yeah, I predicted them for the playoffs during the season, so I'd like to agree with you, but let me read you this schedule. They got <laughs> they got the Cowboys next. Yeah, that's a win. Then they, then they got the Ravens. Loss. Then they got the Chargers. Oh, my God. <laughs> then they got the Packers. Oh, my. 
Then they got the 49ers. Mate, that's some schedule, that. Yeah, so that's their next, what, five games I've read out. And if they went two and three, that seems like a result. <laughs> and then they'd be below 500 again. Their end of game, the end of season, obviously. Well, actually, no, the end of the schedule isn't that much easier. They got the Steelers and then the Bears after that, which you think's fine. But then it goes Rams, Packers, Bears again. So, so they really have to eat on the Lions, Bears and Steelers to have a chance. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, it's going to be tough. They need to win a game where, on paper, they shouldn't win. Yeah, they need to win a game as an underdog, don't they? And that's going to come this week in Minnesota. <laughs> Sunday night football, that was a great game, actually. Well, that's a week. They're on a bye this week, mate. So. Oh, is that the week after? Week after, yeah. I think 14th of November, just to give the Chiefs a lead in the AFC West, they're going to beat the Chargers. But that's, uh, yeah. I'll be cheering on Kirk Cousins, much to my dismay, and he'll probably throw an interception on like third and one when they can win the game, and it'll just kill me. That seems to be uh, the Vikings. But yeah, good win. If they, with that schedule, though, if they lose yesterday, with that schedule coming up, their season's done, isn't it? So. Yeah, then you've then you've starting to have to have three games that you shouldn't be having, and that just seems kind of unrealistic, doesn't it? So, yeah, big win for them. Panthers though going the other way, I'm afraid. Yeah, definitely. Same as the Broncos, unfortunately. Um, cool. My last one then. I put T.J. Watt for mine uh, because a he won me a bet that me and Patrick spoke about off air. Uh, but mainly because he was the only kind of bright spark of a terrible, terrible Sunday night football. We had an awful injury that does fortunately look like it's not going to be what what we thought it looked like at the time. It looked like another Ryan Shazier moment, but um, Taylor, the defensive end for Seattle, uh, he's apparently responsive and all of his limbs are moving and stuff. So that's great news. Uh, the quality of the game was pretty poor, to be honest. Uh, both QBs had like a total of 72 pass attempts between them, but he managed 400 yards, <laughs> which is uh, pretty dreadful. Uh, yards per carry for... Uh, for Najee, again, was not not the best. 3.4 yards to carry. So the Steelers' O-line was not creating holes. Uh, but like I said, TJ Watt was definitely the difference. He had the game-deciding sack fumble. Um, but he also had another sack. He had a pass breakup. Uh, and he had seven tackles in the run game as well. So TJ Watt was the star of the game. There's not really much else to say about it, apart from I think he won the team the game, which is nice when you pay someone that much money, they can, they can go and do it. Back to 500, the Steelers. Big Ben's coming for the playoffs again. Steelers going to finish above the Browns. Uh, that'd be hilarious. Wow, mate. That is, you did not see that coming. But I'll tell you something, the Browns are very up and down. Eh? They had a lot of injuries yesterday, but we'd have never yeah. predicted that, would we? No, that actually goes on to my loser, actually. So I put Baker Mayfield as a loser, <laughs> just because of the injury, really. Um, didn't play very well in the game either, but he had both his tackles out, and we saw from the Super Bowl as a Chiefs fan that if you've got two good tackles, their tackles are great. But if you've got two good tackles, at least, theirs are great. And you miss them and you put an average players in their place, it's a real, real struggle. Uh, and we saw that yesterday. But his injury didn't look good. Arm in a sling. Uh, I think it's his non-throwing shoulder, though. Uh, the same shoulder he already tore before. So it dislocated again. So that's three times now it's dislocated this season. Uh, but he's not obviously going to stop for surgery because that'll be the end of the year. So he's just going to have to play with this ailment. Uh, do you think he goes Thursday night, or you think they risk it with Case Keenum against the Broncos and say, look, Case, go win us a game and give Baker a bit of a prolonged rest? No, I think if if he's semi-ready to go, I think they'll go. I don't think you go. I don't think you can go Case Keenum to be honest, because then they got the probably have what like nine, ten days before they play the Steelers. Mate, they, I think they need this game against the Broncos at home. 
Case Keenum for me in 2021, I couldn't rely on that. If Well, obviously, I don't know about Chubb playing. Chubb and Hunt are both going to be there with maybe some tackles coming back. You could say you could ground and pound it all night long, but I don't know. Yeah, interesting, the Browns. I think Baker Mayfield is probably my... I'd say you're behind Aaron Rodgers next summer, but the biggest story of the summer could be Baker and what the Browns are actually going to do. For me, it's a massive catch-22 situation, isn't it? It's yeah, couldn't it predict what the Browns are going to do. Yeah, especially now that Lamar will get paid a lot of money. So it just keeps putting more and more pressure on the Browns, isn't it? It's the last team with their QB to pay, uh, which you know, I don't know what they're going to do to us. I do disagree a bit on the Case Keenum thing. I don't think he's that much worse than Baker, to be honest. You really not? No, just because I think he can run that offense because he did it in Minnesota, didn't he? It's the same offense. So I think he knows the offense and they do protect their QB a lot of play action and running. So I think he's a little bit worse on like third down, but I think overall against the Broncos, I'd still take him. He's still better than Teddy. Well, maybe not actually. That's probably harsh on Teddy. He's still better than Drew Locke, so he's not the worst quarterback that's going to be on the sideline. Uh, but yeah, not good for Baker with the injury. Bless him. Uh, let's move on to your first loser of the week then. Uh, I'm going to have to come back to London and it's Brian Flores is my first loser uh, I couldn't I didn't know whether to put the Dolphins overall but then that would include Chua who I thought prayed pretty well yesterday apart from that absolutely terrible interception he threw. that was a bad interception that really was because the, the, the receiver was probably at least 10 yards away like on the, on the angle it was a crazy bad bad interception but Flores, I don't mean, may I do not know what's happening there after no one ever would have predicted the Dolphins to be one and five after they looked they looked a really well drilled good coach team last yeah. season and yeah I just don't know what happens yeah I mean does Brian Flores survive this run it's kind of crazy really yeah third worst record in the league obviously hence why you said earlier Philly would have the third pick uh, bottom of their division which is a division that includes the Jets. <laughs> so that's not a great place to be, is it? And yeah, some of his decision-making is quite poor. They were down both their starting corners, weren't they, yesterday? And down, obviously, Will Fuller and their other wide receiver. But still, a lot of it was play calling. A lot of it was decision-making. Uh, it was just a very, very strange one. I don't think Tua helped him at times because uh, that interception was bad and he could have rushed for a first down as well. Oh, like, that one, he's, when he's yeah. right there, yeah, I know. Yeah, you just there like, what are you throwing? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. So I think, yeah, his quarterback didn't help him at times, but yeah, I agree. I think Flores is uh, it's not good. As a defensive coordinator, if your defence with your best players on is getting worked every week, I know he's the head coach now, but he still calls the defence. So I think, yeah, time might be running out for him, which does, uh, he's does got, suck. Obviously, they've got the bye, haven't they? This No, they haven't got a bye. No, they chose not to have it. They chose to oh, have it. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. So the next three games, I think, is going to kind of tell what's going to happen with Flores because they've got the Falcons at home, which to me, you've got to have the Falcons. Win, yeah. Not good. All right, the Bills in Buffalo, you'd expect them to lose, but then they've got the Texans in Miami. Flores needs to be sitting at three wins after that. Yeah, they've got to win those two, and then they've got a Jets game coming up in a few weeks, and you just think, right, let's turn the ship around here a little bit. They got a good, they've got a good schedule with the Jets, Giants, Texans, Panthers, that they can try and save that season. But if you lose a couple of them games when you shouldn't, it's not going to look good. And I actually believe the Falcons are favourite in favoured in Miami. That's how bad Miami's doing wow. right now. Yeah. 
So, yeah, not good. Not good for them. Uh, another team that I have to mention that's not doing great. I'm not going to do their head coach necessarily. I'm going to do their fan base as losers. Uh, Giants fans. <laughs> it's just absolutely diabolical. And Patrick won't know this due to uh, we haven't been friends for that long. But uh, as a child, I was a Giants fan due to my dad's connections. I used to go to uh, New York quite a lot. And then obviously I chose my own team when the Chiefs came over to, to London. Uh, but I just know for a fact, having family, that... A, live there, slash B, support the Giants. The, uh, the place is an absolute disaster right now. Daniel Jones, three interceptions. Uh, so I think he's got like he's got more turnovers, hasn't he, than touchdown passes in his career, I think, at this point. Uh, he got 242 yards, but that's on 51 passing attempts. Giants got killed, what was it, 38-11. The defence that was supposed to be good, it's not been terrible, but this game, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good at all. Uh, averaging five and a half yards of play for the Rams. I just think that the Giants now, they've got the worst record in the NFL over the last five years. They've got the worst in the last three years. And there's a chance they could have the worst this season if things carry on like this with uh, the way their schedule looks. Yeah, it's going to get blown up, isn't it, at the end of the season? We always kind of have this discussion every couple of weeks of what's going to happen. It could be everyone that kind of uh, gets blown up. But I did have to laugh watching, obviously watching like Red Zone during like, the second quarter, it all it seemed to be was the Rams in the end zone. Yeah, it was. Four touchdowns, didn't they, in the second quarter? It was just like all the, just the fans were just looking sadder and sadder each time. What was even worse is directly after the four, the four touchdowns in the second quarter is that they did the 10-year Super Bowl remembrance <laughs> on the field at halftime. This is like the last home game where they... Oh, no, did they beat the Falcons? No, they lost to the Falcons that day. Obviously, did the uh, Eli Manning retirement Eli as Manning, well. Yeah. And it's, they're like, oh, this is horrendous. Yes. And then their next games, they've got the Panthers next, which is they have to win that at home, in my opinion, if, to have a chance to keep your job. But then they've got Chiefs, Raiders and Bucks. <laughs> so yes. it's not looking good. And the Chiefs is Monday Night Football with Eli in the booth, obviously not in the booth, but at home in the uh, alternative broadcast. And obviously I am biased, but I just think there's a chance that could be a 40 to or 50 to 17 type game. And Eli Manning could um, like, could be slating his own team, which I just think would suck if I was a Giants fan to have to listen to that. Because you know if Eli says something bad about Daniel Jones or about the coach, it's going to be all over Twitter, isn't it, the next day? Yeah, he's going to have to be real careful there, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And Peyton won't be careful either. Peyton will try and wind him up about it, for sure, just because of the way he is. But yeah, I feel bad for Giants fans. It's not been a good few years. Ever since the Saquon pick, it's kind of really all gone downhill. Ever since that bloody boat trip uh, before the playoffs, Vic <laughs> uh, Cruz took them all on. Uh, things have just been an absolute nightmare. But hopefully it turns around for them. I think they need a new GM, for sure. Maybe a new head coach and a new OC as well. But we'll see. Uh, cool, let's go on to your next lose then. Who have you got? I'm going to go Taylor Heineke from Washington. No, he wasn't great yesterday. I mean, against, I mean, Chiefs defence was better. But ignoring the game for a second, the aftermath of lots and lots of Washington fans on my timeline saying Heineke has finished, we need to bring in, I think it's Kyle Allen is the yeah, next it's... guy in line. And they were thinking, right, it's Kyle Allen time. To me, that's not a great place to be. <laughs> is it when you're calling for Kyle Allen and I just think yeah and you got the Packers Packers next week away you've got the Packers I mean you're in a you're in a porous division you've got the Packers Broncos Buccaneers next three 
you need to have more than just the book and the uh, the Broncos game. Sorry, you need to win a game, don't you? That's where you're going to be an underdog. I just don't see it happening. The vaunted defense is not there, is it? No, yeah, that was one of my options for losers. I, was, was the I defense? Just don't think that Chase Young looks right either this season. No, they did do a good little graphic. Obviously, this would be the game that I watched in full, and they did a good graphic, and he was getting double teamed quite a lot, but. Uh, Funny fact here, the Chiefs actually changed their right tackle for this game because uh, pass protection was not good enough against the Bills. So they put Mike Remmers in, who obviously had a very bad Super Bowl, but he had a pretty good season aside from that last year. Uh, and Chase Young only beat him twice, which that sounds like, oh, you still beat him, but that's Chase Young against Mike Remmers. Do you know what I mean? That's not Chase Young against Rashawn Slater. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. That's not great. Their interior D-line was getting a little bit more pushed than their, their, their uh, edges, which was a little bit of a worry, but... Uh, in terms of defence, they gave up 500 total yards, nearly 400 yards passing, 109 total yards, gave up 31 points. And that is with the Chiefs doing two turnovers in the red zone again. For the, so that's two times they're, they're in to score again uh, and that they turned the ball over, which was, both, which was the, the Chiefs' fault. It was a bad Mahomes play and then Tyreek Hill tipped pass that he should have caught, went straight for his hands. So do you know what I mean? Like, even though that sounds good, oh, we've got two picks they're not two picks that you got they're two picks that the Chiefs gave away if that makes sense um and I just think the defense has been a real disappointment we we weren't as high were we on Washington as other people in the the offseason no. but it's starting to look bad I don't know when Fitzpatrick's back I don't know if that's soon is it but they could do with a bit of a boost of him just going off crazy in a game because otherwise it's not looking great is it for them yeah because yesterday at half time I felt I mean they were leading weren't they close to yeah Leading by three, but they didn't score a point in the second half. That's maybe where a Fitzpatrick can kind of try and push the ball a little bit more and not instead of like kind of consolidating and hoping to keep the Chiefs down to a lower score, which is it's not a great game plan, is it? <laughs> no, well, you, like everyone says, you've got to hope they do t- turn the ball over, which the Chiefs did, and you've got to try and score 30 plus points. It's not going to work, is it, if you're scoring 13 points, unfortunately, for them? It's just. That's not the way to uh, the way to do it. Um, my last loser, then I've put won't dwell on it too much. I put John Gruden just because, it, as a head coach, ten-year contract, all that money for you to be sacked, well, resigned, sacked, whatever, and then your team play ten times better than they played the last two weeks without you. I think says a hell of a lot about how they feel about you or felt about you in the aftermath of what happened. So I think he's a loser for me because the offense didn't miss a beat with him missing, and everyone was saying that. Oh, even if the players try hard, the offense is going to be terrible because they've lost a play caller. Even I was worried about the play calling, but uh, it didn't miss a beat and they looked even better to me. I know it was only against the Broncos, but I just think it's not a great week to be uh, John Gruden in general. And I think Sunday made it even worse for him. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad that uh, the Raiders won. Obviously, you know, I have a small affection for them. I shouldn't have have gone against them this week. That was, uh, I've learned my lesson. I'm back on the hype train. You let them down. Not picking them, mate. That's what it was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but nah, it's nice to see the Raiders sitting at four and two. To be honest, because like I said earlier in the playoff race, you'd expect the Chiefs are going to be in there, aren't they? That's like a blip in the season. The Chiefs are definitely going to be in there. So it kind of like it's like a false pretense at the moment. So it's well, Vegas sits sixth, but in reality, do they kind of really sit seventh? Because you're just waiting for the Chiefs to get in there. So no, nah, I'd like the. I'm glad for the Raiders won yesterday. I'd like them to kind of push on now, except for this week coming against the Eagles. That is <laughs> I was, was going to say, 
What are you going to do? Are you going to pick the Raiders back on the bandwagon or not? Well, well I reckon Raiders are going to be favourites, aren't they? Definitely. As you know, I only look at the lines when you send them to me. But I'd imagine yeah, that the Raiders are going to over, be favourites. Yeah, over three points as well. It'd be like four or five, you think? Yeah, I'd imagine so, yeah. So that'd be interesting. I'd like the Eagles to go in there and win, though, to be honest. <laughs> Of course you do. <laughs> they got the Eagles and the Giants. So they got the NFC whipping boys there. So that'd be all right. <laughs> I mean, look at that. And it's, you could say the Raiders could theoretically be at six and two. Then they played the Chiefs on uh, Sunday Night Football. Yeah. That's... In Vegas. Which is all yeah, in Vegas in the cauldron of Las Vegas. <laughs> You'll never win there. Well, no, it's emotional. We'll see. But yeah, good, good, good on the Raiders. I agree with you. I think if they win their next two games... I know we say this every year about the Raiders, it seems, and they die off at the end of the year, but they'll be six and two then. For me, it's very difficult to not be seventh place if you finish if you're six and two with the way that the Browns, the Chiefs, Steelers, how they're going at the moment. Um, but we'll see. But it's definitely a a good week for the Raiders and a, and a bad week for Cruden. Uh, right, you sign us off then with your last loser of the week. My last loser. It's a tough one because we've spoke about most games and yeah, every game now losers and. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go for Belichick because not just from this week, but I think to me, I listened to the um, Athletic podcast quite a lot. And they were talking about it the other day. And for me, like the Patriots kind of rebuilt all the weapons in the offseason. You know, and they got Mac Jones and... I don't know. I just don't think that they're... I do think that they're one of the underachievers in the NFL. I think at the start of the season, I think both of us actually thought that they'd be much better than this. I mean, they're 0-4 at home. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, they won both road games, but I don't know. They just don't look right. They've got a nice... I mean, they've got the Jets in New England this week. Let's see if they can um, actually win a win a home game but no overall mate it's just not looking good I don't see them challenging for a, a late wild card slot at all which and where does that leave you with that roster signing so many free agents and you know you're not going to get a top pick again you're probably going to be middle of the pack 12 to 15 it's yeah it could be a long ride for the Patriots here post Brady yeah it's a strange one isn't it I've seen Greg Rosenthal and Bill Simmons two well-known Patriots fans who uh do NFL content. They're uh, both unhappy with him. But they're also both very unhappy with Josh McDaniels. It's seeming like maybe this could be the end of his time in New England, which interests me, because obviously he's touted as the next coach after Bill. So I wonder if they've, if Kraft has got the guts to, to do anything, or maybe Bill does. I don't think he will retire, but maybe Bill retired, and then uh, then McDaniels becomes head coach, and you can get a new OC in there with a bit of a different mindset. But uh, yeah, it's not going well. And one annoying thing, I think he's got his nephew and his two sons on the coaching staff and people are like, look, our coaching doesn't seem good at the moment. Can we not just hire well-known good coaches? Why are we hiring your family? And I think before when they were doing well, that sort of stuff didn't matter. But I think now, do you know what I mean? When things aren't going great and one of them calls the defence, I think it's uh, it's not looking good, is it, for Bill at the moment? No, it's not. You wonder how long it's going to go because obviously the big roster turnaround last summer how much can you keep you're going to keep churning your roster by 30 players every summer just free agents on one-year deals it's yeah they've got, a bit limbo they, the patriots obviously incredible career but when does it start to kind of 
not damage your career because he's won all those Super Bowls, but when it kind of changed people's opinions of you slightly if you can't make something out of an average roster. Yeah, well, his personnel decisions have been a bit weird. That's a, It's a weird summer. They spent some money on... Judon looks like a really good signer, but the rest don't look good at all, especially Aguilar. That looks terrible. And then you obviously trade Gilmore for nothing just so you can re-sign Jamie Collins, who's a linebacker. And you're kind of thinking, like, would you not rather just have given Gilmore an extension? Someone who's a good corner. It's just a very strange, uh, strange scenario. For me, they have to pick a wide receiver wherever they fall, 10 to 18 there'll be a receiver there. There's a couple a couple of Ohio State guys that I really like, especially uh, Olave. They have to pick a receiver for me next year. They need some help on that area. And then obviously probably defense known bill for the rest of the draft because the re- weapons are not good enough for Matt Jones. And he's working as hard as he can, but I don't think it's good enough. And Johnny Smith looks like a terrible, terrible deal as well. Yeah, you'd imagine the Patriots will fall kind of in line with the best wide receiver, probably Olave, Traylon Burks from Arkansas will be up there, but I don't see any of them going to be like a top eight pick sort of thing like, yeah. like we kind of had last year, so maybe just sit nice for the Patriots there. They're seven at the moment, but obviously so long in the season, they could easily be between six and 17, you know, that sort of range, but we'll see. I agree. It's going to be another big summer for them after spending so much money this year, but uh... That's our review for last week. Let's move on to Monday Night Football then. We've got the Bills versus the Titans. Uh, is this in Tennessee? I didn't check. Let's have a look. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it is. It's a, yeah, it's a good yeah. game. You know this. It is in Tennessee. Yeah, one fifteen start tonight. The line, uh, we're going to go with the same line we had on Friday because we've already spoke about it. Um, minus six is the line we're going to go with that Skybet had. Does that line shock you at all? Do you think it was going to be more than a touchdown after the Bills played so well in Kansas City? Not being on the road, if it was in Buffalo, oh, yeah, maybe it would have been, but I'm going to put my cards on the table already. I know I've what you're had, saying. I've had a bad week on my picks. I've, <laughs> I mean, I can't, I'm going to have to listen to that podcast back. I, I can't remember picking the lines. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm going to go Tennessee and the points at home. I like this oh. close game. Oh, that's annoying because I wrote down that you're going to put the bills because I've also gone Tennessee plus Ooh. six and I thought I could stretch my lead. Damn. Uh, yeah, I think the bills could easily win, but I really fancy the Titans if the run game gets going to to shorten the score a bit just because uh, the bills rush defense historically not 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 very good. Uh, and this season they've played a lot of bad teams. And they've been ahead a lot. So teams haven't had the chance to run against them very much. But uh, I think Henry's going to have a good night. I know AJ Brown's on the injury report with sickness now, but I hope he carries on and plays. Uh, I expect a bit of a shootout, so I'm just going to ice him and take the points as well. So we've matched up. Interesting. I thought you would go the Bills like you thought I would. So we've kind of double negative there, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. There's a good game there. One of the better Monday night footballs that we've had so far. Yeah, especially the Titans turn up. They've been very hit and miss this year, haven't they? If they turn up, they always look good. But if they have a bad day, they look really bad. So hopefully they turn up. And uh, no, no, look, the Bills will probably win by a touchdown and we'll lose this. And uh, both of us will be kicking ourselves. We didn't go the other way. Definitely. <laughs> Titans, Bills, then Titans, Chiefs within six days. That is a tough home sledge there in Tennessee, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to that game because uh, they beat us last time in Tennessee. So uh, I think there's a bit of uh, hopefully revenge on the cards. But Derek Henry will probably get 200 yards against this Chiefs defense. <laughs> so anyone who's got him in their fantasy team, congrats on your win next week because uh, I promise you it's guaranteed. But we shall see. Um, cool. Well, Titans plus six then, both of us. I assume you're not going to stay up and watch it. 
absolutely not, no. But I will watch it first thing in the morning before I uh, start work. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tomorrow, I think, at work in the morning before everyone else gets into the office and uh, hopefully cheer on a few Derek Henry runs. You shall see. Uh, right, cool. Remember to go follow us at Go4TwoPodcast. Remember to go follow Patrick at MugsNFL. We'll be back later in the week to do our preview show. And uh, a warning, next week's games are not as good <laughs> as the, the previous. So we'll see how, how the line's yeah, going. Yeah, the but... afternoon slate is absolutely <laughs> horrific. So Yeah. And I've already warned Patrick that there's a 17-point spread, a 13, a 12, and 11. It's a it's a bit of a manic week, so we'll see how we get on. And I think next week we're not going to be seeing either of us with 10 points, I don't think. But uh, yeah. we'll find out. But yeah, thanks again for listening, guys, and we will speak to you soon. I'll speak to you soon, everyone.